두둥 넷플릭스 두둥 Propaganda. They got me with their propaganda ray. It was uh, like the Havana syndrome. You get blasted with the, the Cuban ray. Yeah. And then I got brain disease from it. I just, Maybe that's oh, what man, that Havana I, I, ray does. It makes you feel for Trump. Havana syndrome. No, that's just being part of like the intelligence community makes you vote for Trump. <laughs> or I guess it's more of a chicken and the egg situation. Right? He hates us. Let's vote for him. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, well, he hates us, but you know what? He's gonna maintain patriarchal, right-wing, capitalist dystopia. So let's vote for him. Because at the end of the day, we have class consciousness, unlike you, god, godless poors. <laughs> this is all relevant to no. this episode of the podcast of Content Sewer because we watched left-wing propaganda from goddamn Korea, but That's not right. the Korea. Purple hearts. That's right. It's propaganda from South Korea. They make it too. Yeah, it's 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 better shot. It's also um, the music's way better too. It's also like not uh, isn't probably not I propaganda mean, that the state of South Korea would endorse. It's pretty light propaganda too. If you want to be honest, if you read the Jungle in high school, you read something that was way. It's honestly a little hard, more harder than this. No one died well, in this movie. This movie is also a little bit of fun. But before we talk about the movie, we got to talk about the content sewer. That's the name of the podcast. That's what we're all about. We're down here sifting through the shit, the streaming shit to find the, the hidden gems, the actual art that was accidentally produced under the yoke of capitalism that is Netflix. I feel like art's Netflix. always accidentally produced. Well, it, it's you know swimming, swimming against the current, right? Despite capitalism's best effort, art continues to be produced. Luckily, they get to get a little bit of scratch off of it. Huh? I don't know about this movie since it is a Netflix production. I don't I know if it actually made any money for anyone. Do any Netflix productions make money? Who knows? I don't know, but this is content sewer. I am Kyle. I am. Just let me. Tell the Tilda Swinton plays herself and her twin in this movie. I believe she does that in another movie, too. She plays Tilda Swinton? Uh, yep. The, 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 the <laughs> company in this her, film was... And her twin, Tilda Swinton. No, your name's actually Sean, though. We're not Tilda Swinton. If we had Tilda Swinton on this podcast, fucking imagine it, we'd be doing big numbers because Tilda Swinton is the most famous, popular actress in the history of American film, I think. Uh, Certainly on the level can... of... John Malkovich. And say to, to, to argue with that. This week, I had gout. <laughs> the rich man's the fuck is that shit? It's because you've been eating too many thick gravies. Well, like, so I'm absolutely the healthiest I've ever been in my adult life right now, right? Like, my resting heart rate is athlete level. 
working out six days a week. Gotta only be at like 15% body fat because I have visible abs and shit. You know what I mean? Fucking out there killing it. Body dysmorphia. I'm going to defeat you eventually. Nope. But I got gout from eating basically the same lunch for six months. Interchangeable different lunch meats. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn cured meat, huh? I didn't think it could ever happen to me, you know? (laughs) Gout comes from the best of us. Mm -hmm. It's out there working. Gout. It's you got too much uric acid in you. Yeah. Well, I, so I also have, I'm sure it's a genetic thing because our mom has it too, but like I eat kidney stones occasionally, which is they're sort of interrelated, but I haven't got a kidney stone in a long time. Just gout. Did you have the butler come in to wrap your wounds, wrap your limbs? Yeah. I um, was like uh Doran Martell from the song of ice and fire. I just <laughs> sat out at the, uh, what is it, the orange gardens? Or whatever. Yeah, let me watch the children play at the pool. Um, while I work on my machinations. <laughs> My devious machinations. <laughs> and you're killed unceremoniously in the opening scene of like the season four or five. Or whatever the yeah, fuck that, that season was. Stupid I did show. take the time to work on my devious machinations. Uh, and I was got inspiration from the film we watched this week, which was Okja, directed by Bong Joon-ho. I'm going to eat a pig. No, I'm done with that shit. I don't eat meat anymore because it'll give me gout. Except for <laughs> I'm just gonna eat chicken all the time now and be one of those guys. Chicken and fish. Eating. Yeah, chicken's gonna save my life. But uh no, the inspiration I got is you know what, I wanted to join like a militant um eco terrorist group. They seem like they're having a lot of fun. They don't have them anymore. Not like this. They don't make them like they do in Akja. Well that's the problem is with uh, a lot of sort of left wing progressive um people, it seems right, is none of them are brave enough to do something dangerous. A lot of crazy people on the right wing, but you know no one's really a lot of people to a little too crazy on the right wing. Yeah, but we uh, we need some of our own. We need some real killers, some real shooters out there. Yeah, okay. we need <laughs> Chief Keef yeah. to start endorsing like extreme left wing values. Chief Keef's got shooters. He's got hitters. <laughs> He's got to convince the kids. The most, the, street. the most devious like you can commit kids is overthrowing capitalism. You want Twitter? You want TikTok clout? Fucking kill a United States representative in a video game to protect us. Yeah, I mean in a video game. Uh, <laughs> the guy with your mustache, you know, listen to him. He's got it all figured out. <laughs> fucking this man has gout. Yeah, the fucking capitalism gave me gout. <laughs> no, it's fucking salami. Italian, yeah. Italian fried salami gave you gout. <laughs> Fucking all the food we eat in the United States is basically poison. They can't eat it in other countries. They won't let it in because it's poison. This is fucking United States capitalism. Hey, Italian salami. Yeah, but they they I got think it's the, imported they, from Italy. The mom kind mom buys. They got the the good stuff in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get gout because their food's not poison. But the United States does have like terrible food oh, regulations. Yeah, for sure. Right? Compared the to like, well, what, what, not one to the rest of the world, Europe. Europe, I don't fucking, I don't even fuck with Europe anymore. Canada, you know what I mean? I don't even care about Europe. I mean, who's ever really cared about Europe? Not me. No, fuck them. Just a bunch of hoity-toity fog breathers and frog eaters and uh, salami guys. I'm trying. To, what are what are the you know, all the fucking. They got the Urpa Derp up north, and then down south they got a uh, pasta fajou. <laughs> I can get some pasta fajou. 
Abbasso dove giù. Abbasso dove giù. Abbasso dove giù. Speaking of content sewer, I, I watched a, a show, or I guess Corner, I watched like 10 minutes of a show mm. that was created by an algorithm in a boardroom. Oh, uh, the board apes uh, NFT cartoon? <laughs> no, it was, it's, it was called uh, Murder House Flip. Um, it, it was on Roku, the Roku channel. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, the whole premise is that someone bought a house that someone was murdered in, and uh, now we're they're going to flip it or renovate it. And uh, we watched the Jody Arias one because that, that was the most high-profile house they had on there, and uh, also, like, 10 miles away. You can see Jody Arias' butthole on the internet. That's cute, you know? I bet it looks evil. I, uh, it just kind of looks... You know, It looks like how you would imagine. I just said Google. evil. I don't want to see it. I like my imagination. <laughs> my imagination of what Jody Arias' butthole looks like is way better than what the actual butthole looks like. Jody Arias' butthole. No. Great. You know what's interesting about Jody Arias' butthole? Or I guess just her nudes in general is uh I guess the do- sex work really do- is really like real work. You know what I mean? It does take a little bit of talent to to like post on OnlyFans and come up with new ideas and shit. Because all <laughs> nudes are a majority of nudes are always like the same shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Blurry, out of focus, uh, either too close or too far away. <laughs> Just like the same angles. Uh, well, yeah, the well, there's same, only one or two. There's only like a handful of angles that automatically look good, you know? I get what you're uh, saying. There's, yeah, I, you, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a talent here. There is like actual, yeah, there's actual, seems to be actual talent that goes into making lewd photography in um, erotica. I'll be dead if Arias, I pay for she it, just, but, you know, good, good for you. Jody Arias, she didn't have it. She didn't have what it takes. But she did, didn't she uh, sleep with her lawyer as part of payment? I think I remember reading that. Man, she's this fucking hot girl lifestyle, huh? She's living it. <laughs> yeah. Not bad, not bad. And she, the guy she killed was Mormon, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't really know enough about it. Man, no sweat off my back then. <laughs> <laughs> or the United States government. Remember when they wanted to kill all the Mormons? <laughs> remember when all the Mormons wanted to rebel? Yeah, that's why the government wanted to kill him. <laughs> they said, let's get out of here, Utah. Hey, they're mad at us for uh, kidnapping all these women. I don't get let's it. Go, what's what's uh, the deal, huh? We're going to go convert all the indigenous people. Yeah, look at that one, well. Convert them to death. In death? Some of it must have succeeded because you wouldn't believe the amount of Native American people I have had as co-workers and shit like you that. You wouldn't that believe, I guess you would believe the amount of uh, uh, Mexican co-workers I have that are Mormon. For real? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know if I've it's met that, every... those enclaves down in Mexico, a couple of them worked. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Well, most of the Mexican people I know, um, Catholic, as yeah, you would expect. Very, very Catholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catholic. Man, that's crazy. Those Mormons really got everywhere in the Southwest, huh? Like ticks. Really caused a lot of problems out here. Well, you know, they caused a lot of problems out east, and so they came west. Yeah, dude. And they brought their goddamn problems with them. Sorry. Jeez. You can't talk about how, that, how terrible the Mormons were 200 years ago. can finally talk about Okja and how the problems of the United States were imported to Korea after the Korean War. I guess after World War II. Well, first they had Japan's problems imported to them, and then they got the United States problems imported to them. What a, well, what a one, two. 
Well, I'm, they didn't get Japan's problems imported too. I mean, <laughs> Japan created some new problems for Korea. <laughs> they said, hey, how would you like to be basically slaves? And then for some reason, for some reason, Korea, uh, not an antagonist, not even a participant, really, in World War II, they just kind of suffered. And uh, at the end of the war, the the, the United States and the Soviets still decided they uh, got to divide it and shit. What was that all about? (laughs) You know what I mean? Why wouldn't they just be like, all right, you know, good luck. But instead, they're like, well, no, you're like our little puppet state. Welcome to the end of World War Two, sort of. So it is like what I don't know. Was there even a pretense for it? I, well, I <laughs> think know, the, I like, think the pretense for it is that the government in Korea didn't exist after the end of World War Two. Like I mean, the yeah, Korea as we yeah. think of it now didn't exist pre World War Two. Yeah, um, but you. I mean, obviously, I guess we're not going to solve the remember. issues. I, it's in been the so Korean long Korean since I remember the, what the deal was with Korea in World War Two. Yeah, we're not going to solve the issues of the Korean Peninsula on this podcast, but <laughs> no, it seems to me, about. seems to me, they probably should have just been like, "All right, well, um, you know, you can start your own government." And I guess they kind of did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they was, but it was like, "You can start your own government, and we'll tell you who's going to be elected, the type of government it's going to be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." And now you have two great Koreas. One glorious uh, communism and the other glorious capitalism. Uh, locals in Korea, the South Korea that is, they refer to it as Heljosan because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one director, one brave director from Korea who stands among many other brave directors in Korea. Actually, there's a lot of anti-capitalist shit in Korea. Who's made a career making basically uh, industry is bad, capitalism is bad. The industry, capitalism, and the state only cause suffering for its people. The police are incompetent and corrupt. The state's incompetent and corrupt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That brave man. You, many of you Westerners now. probably know him because he was at the Oscars cracking jokes and stuff about wanting to go home and eat. This is Bong Juno, one of my favorite directors of all time. Okja, not. One of his best movies, in my opinion, but one of the, even it's on his worst cutest. day, yeah, even on his worst day, his one of his bad movies. Like, I'm not saying Oak is bad either, but I'm guessing the worst movie that Bong Joon Ho could shit out is better than 98% of the Netflix catalog. Uh, Netflix originals, or just the entire catalog? Because if that's <laughs> Netflix originals, you can pump that up probably a percent or so. <laughs> I'm probably the entire catalog. Do they even have like real movies on Netflix anymore? Yeah, I mean, for, we were just talking about the other guys. It's on the ne- it's on the Netflix. Other guys is on Netflix. Yeah, I might watch after we're done. Yeah, damn, they're really doing it. They got the big the the big boys on there. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by TBT. There's this cool phenomena that happens um, quite often with um, Japanese and Korean directors. I guess just because there is such a large uh, film culture in Japan and Korea and Hong Kong and stuff, but um, where they get uh, quite a bit of a success in their home country, a little, you know, um, crossover success in the West, and they get money from Western producers, and they're like, hey, why don't you make a movie here in the West? And what's cool about Bong Juno is he's like, thanks for the money, suckers. This is still going to be a Korean movie. Snowpiercer is a little bit more broadly global, I guess. But Okja is like a Korean movie that just happens to have some Western actors in it. And, you know, 
final acts in New York. I appreciate that. It's not like um was Park Chan Wook's um, movie that he made in the West Stoker with like Nicole Kidman and shit. That wasn't yeah. very good. That wasn't very good. I think it is it Stoker. That's I'm not right. I don't think that's the right name. I don't sound like a fool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking the and Nicole Kidman is in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't really like Stoker. I like Park Chan Wook, but uh, Stoker's not very good. So, um, round of applause for Bong Juno for just kind of still making the movie he wants to make despite it. Um, Brad Pitt giving him the money for this movie. <laughs> Because it was Plan B, which I believe is Brad Pitt's production company. I definitely saw some Brad Pitt in the uh, credits somewhere. Well, I remember when Parasite, um, the like when it was winning Oscars and shit. Didn't Brad Pitt uh, give the Oscar to um, like Best Supporting Actress for the woman in Parasite? And like the reason he did it is because Plan B also produced Parasite. You're asking me to remember a lot about production and movies which i yeah. i don't even care about on a good day so i don't i don't know like i really the money part of it I'm, and really any part of media i can see them i mm. don't care too much about i think i think you're right but i i don't know oh if this was red letter media jay ballman would know yeah get well, him he's a, a dork get him, on the line. So. get him on the line we need confirmation on this brad pitt was a producer for parasite i don't know brad pitt's not in this one but it's got till swinton paul dano jake gyllenhaal um, Jake Gyllenhaal, John Carlo Esposito's in it. Bugging? Um, is that that's that's all the big? Oh, uh, I guess Stephen Yoon, but he's like um, Willie Collins, Korean, Korean American, and so he speaks Korean, and he's kind of like a transitory figure in the movie, right? Yeah, he's like he, uh, he's like, hey, we got we know a guy. Yeah, it's like, hey, you remember him from Walking Dead? He's uh Korean. There's other Koreans that exist. <laughs> Welcome to the film. <laughs> Here are some of them. <laughs> oh, uh, Lee Jong Un is the voice of Okja. I don't remember Okja saying very much. I think just the sounds. Maybe he's oh. doing the grunts and moans and shit. It's weird how IMDb arranges the cast. Like, why isn't um, Mija the first person listed? It's uh, probably based on the contracts and how they appear in the movie. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's, I don't know uh, why that's important. Like, if I was an actor, like, if you if you ever argue about where my name appears in the credits, like, you are fired. Well, her name's uh, An Sehyun. An Sehyun. There's uh, like this, uh, you know, like Seoul is the capital of South Korea. What? But you actually you actually pronounce it like Seoul, Seoul, Seoul. There's like a really throaty O sound that mm-hmm. they use. And it's in a lot of names, like oh, but like it's uh, I guess just because I'm not familiar with doing it in speech, it's like hard to do it casually. You have to so, like her throat. name would, yeah, like her name would be like on so yon, but like I can't, so on so yon, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, it's hard, pretty hard shit, man. Language, it's cool though. I like Korean. Korean sounds really cool. Um, Okja, Okja. A young girl risks everything to prevent a powerful multinational company from kidnapping her best friend, a fascinating beast named Okja. She's a super pig. Super like, pig. Uh, that that yeah. song, um, you know, da, na, 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 na. she's super piggy now. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. I'm fucking super freak, but super pig. <laughs> Is that a Muppets remake? 
Um, uh, she looks more like uh, some sort of cross between, I would say, like a an elephant and a hippo and a dog. She made she she does that. The way she shits is like a hippo. Have you ever seen that famous video of yeah, a hippo at the zoo funny. doing like helicopter shits? There's yeah. So in a uh, ridiculous six, remember there was the the oh, the, the, uh, the burrow that did a lot of shitting and they used it in a heist. Okja kind of shits on someone in, in, during a heist, but it wasn't like as offensive as ridiculous <laughs> sex. It was more like uh, fun. I was thinking the same thing when it happened. Like, oh man, how are we going to justify this after we made fun of ridiculous sex? <laughs> yeah, that's I. I was the, when it happened. I was like, I gotta find a way to justify why this is good and it's not a ridiculous sex. And it's just because <laughs> it's a better fucking movie. Work. They don't need it's why. Um, it's just because it's a better movie. Yeah. Uh, so Okja is a super pig. Apparently, secretly genetically modified, they're making super pigs because. Of, I mean, how uh, stupid are I guess like the, we have seen recently people are pretty stupid, but you should know oh, yeah, sure. this is not a fucking natural beast. Uh, you could easily convince someone. Oh, we found a new natural wonder. There's so many people that are desperate for Bigfoot to be real. You know what yeah, I mean? no, yeah like, that's what I'm thinking. Found- after as soon as I wore a mouth, I regretted it. <laughs> it's like we found Bigfoot, and you know what? He fucking tastes delicious. But it's, we're actually just growing like GMO. I don't Bigfoot fucking meat. want. Yeah, I don't want to eat any monkey. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> you don't want any bush meat? Yeah, and honestly, pigs are bad enough as it is. It's too bad they taste so good. Yeah, I uh, I gotta stop eating animals. <laughs> uh, during the production of this film, Bong Joon Ho and the producer went to visit a slaughterhouse, and they decided to be vegans. So maybe I just need to visit the slaughterhouse, and I'll be like, yeah, enough of that, enough <laughs> for that, then. Hey, the board, enough for that. The funny thing is, slaughterhouses are were way better than they used to be, like you know, twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, a hundred <laughs> years ago. Yeah, but it's just actually seeing um animal like yeah. sentiment sentient creatures being murdered in like a um factory line, like probably I mean, you know, that's the whole thing is you divorce yourself from that thought when you're just consuming food on a normal basis. But anytime I stop and think about it, it's like, ah, we probably fucking shouldn't be killing all these cows. Cows have best friends. <laughs> It's yeah, so secretly Oak just genetically modified. They're like, oh, we got 26 of these super pigs and we're going to send them around the world to see which one gets raised the best, which like farming practices is the best. But secretly, they're just growing a whole crop of them. And it's just like a, a, a dodge, right? Yeah, they, it's they, like a, it's they, the front to make uh, everything look nice and shiny and, and marketable. What's cool about it, too, is um when she's giving the first speech at the very beginning, she's like... uh shrouding it in that like eco-fascist language we're like oh there's um we're running out of food there's too many people there's so many people starving which is all that's real but uh we actually produce plenty of food for everyone and what's preventing people accessing that food oh it's capitalism but um the way they it's presented in the film by tilda swinton's character is exactly that eco-fascist shit like oh climate change and uh, food scarcity and the housing crisis and blah blah it's all because of overpopulation not that we're controlling and restricting commodities and resources no it's just because there's too many people so it's going to be great when more people die out when you just need more plagues like covid so people can die out that way there'll be more for the rest of us but in that equation you're not actually part of the rest of us if you're listening to this podcast you're not the you're not the rest of us you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no. i'll make it Uh, yeah, Bong Joon-ho, every movie he's made has um, v- very explicit um, anti-capitalist, anti- 
uh, industry, anti-state sort of stuff in it. But like, um, in a friendly way, right? I think it's like kind of friendly propaganda. He's not like militantly left-wing. It's just like, hey, uh, it's almost like Miyazaki, right? Where, um, uh, it's just presented like, hey, this is like a burden on society. It's like a, a moral dilemma. And uh, no, no one's particularly evil, right? Because like even in Parasite, the wealthy couple, they're not presented as evil, right? They're also just kind of bystanders in a corrupt system, right? Right. Well, I mean, I'll I'll argue that in this movie, the Tilda Swinton, the twin I mean, sisters, and and Buggin are both evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like businesses and shit are always depicted as evil, and the, like sort of like the police, like the structures of the state are usually depicted as evil by Bones, you know. But um, but like it's not like he's not laying it at the individual's feet, which I think is a good way of presenting it, you know. Uh, not in this one though. This one's like, man, fucking business. They want you to eat the fucking super pig. They don't care about these intelligent creatures. They're gonna slaughter them wholesale. They're gonna trick you into eating them. You're gonna love it. I won't eat the so bugs. Cheap. You know, like the right wing people that are, oh, I won't eat seed oil. You can't make me eat the bugs and shit. What? It's always interesting to me how they're like so close to like having a real material like understanding of like political philosophy but it's like they instead they just get scared of like facebook memes and shit right like there is a problem with our food in the united states and they are just selling you poison and blah 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 but they'll what they extrapolate from that is like um it's gonna turn you gay (laughs) i need to drink more of my brain juice it's chocolate flavored chicken gravy I need my brain pills. I would need to go out there and eat like, livers. I need a, a liver from a bear uh, so I can stay masculine and shit like that. Yeah, not like... Well, I don't care. It's all wormy. Yeah, their their concern isn't like the overfishing or destroying the environment by like industrial farming or blah, blah, any of that shit. It's just like, no, I'm fucking... My penis doesn't get hard anymore. It's because goddamn soy in my, my McDonald's. My, my hair's falling out. My testicles are shrinking. And they yeah, tell me it's not so- witches anymore, so it's gotta be the soy. Soy is the new witches. A lot of it is very similar to like the shit that's in the Malice Maleficarum. Cool. Like, damn, the, the hot goth chick who lives outside the village in Salem is fucking, man, she, I can't get a boner anymore because she cursed me. <clears throat> um, so Jake Gyllenhaal, I don't like him in this movie. Yeah, he's in it for sure, but yeah, he's, he's... What is he doing? I don't know. You What's know? the point of that character? Well, I like, I think the, the idea of the character, like being, um, a shitty, you know, wildlife conservationist, but, you know, for TV. Mm-hmm. Why are they coming out the wildcrats like that? Well, like they're, um, obviously the crocodile hunter is perfectly fine, I believe. Um, but there is, uh, well, Marty Stoffer was. Oh, yeah, Wild American. But yeah, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it seems like there's not there's a like good a example of them be. anymore. There's is like the problem. A, yeah, well, there's like a history of those type of guys being just kind of money guys, right? But it's not recent or relevant enough for, I think, a lot of people who would watch this movie to really get it. And then, but it's still a fine character idea. My complaint about it is just Jake Gyllenhaal's acting in it. Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of his Jake choices are weird. Great actor, but what is he, what's he doing here? <laughs> He's like a cartoon character. A lot of this movie is like, elevated though right like Tilda Swinton's character is um, yeah the animal liberation front I mean the whole escape first escape mm -hmm. sequence is really comical 
right, man, sort of play for us. Fucking euphoric watching that scene though, like that extended like escape sequence with Okja and the like the downtown market and yeah. Seoul and stuff. I was like, man, this is really fucking cool. That's the problem though with this movie. The first like half is really good, and the second half is not bad. It's just like not as good as the first half. I think the movie actually maybe not have the animal liber- animal liberation front so centered in the story. Yeah, like it should just be uh, Mija mostly in Okja. Because uh, Mija is pretty badass. I like when she's uh, jumping on trucks and stuff. And also, I don't want to hear English. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tell the Swins character is also sort of elevated, like turned up to 11, like Jake Gyllenhaal's. But I uh, really like her character where she's uh, sort of the like the soft-hearted liberal kind of version of a CEO but just as evil and despicable and like there's this uh, air of um well, I mean like, like who's the name one soft-hearted liberal CEO you know well i i guess just the perspective of um sort of the concept of oh we need more female CEOs or we need more female uh yeah, yeah. officers and or the problem just, is the position of CEO itself, not who you have in yeah. power. And then I like that there's this air of like desperate, like mental illness and like trauma and weirdness surrounding her that you kind of like get a whiff of from most like rich people, right? Like fucking Elon Musk seems fucking weird, right? Oh no, no, you definitely impregnate everybody you know if you're a normal person. And like not even Elon Musk, and even. I mean, you like, from how, the, talk about Howard Thomas. Schultz he's is just, a weird fucking dude, and he's the yeah, Star Wars guy. Uh, their vibes just seem weird, right? Even without the the information we have about them being weird, like if you just bumped into him, you'd be like, "This person's fucking weird," right? So I like that. Very effective. That's uh, she's exactly what I think of um, most CEOs and most rich people in general. And it's she's like, oh, my sister's a psychopath, and my dad's a psychopath, and my grandpa's a psychopath. But, but you know, I'm the normal I'm not, one. I'm not. I'm the good one. Even though I'm doing the same shit they do, I'm just doing it the nice way. It's like you know uh, all the pride, the, the 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 capitalist pride shit that comes out every June, right? Go, well, you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's quite consumer. that. Like that's just like half-hearted uh, marketing bullshit, you know. Yeah, but you know, like some of those people involved in it, like actually think they're like allies. Oh yeah, and, yeah oh, that's doing true. Doing so much for the people and shit, just like how divorced from reality her character is. Don't understand. We put out a tweet. Well, like even like Howard Schultz, like you said, like fucking went. Oh well, you oh, can yeah, if, if you're an employee of Starbucks, yeah. you can still get an abortion. Not if you're a union member though. So don't unionize, you fucks. You know, we're all a big happy family here at Starbucks. Unless you're in a union, then you go fuck yourself. You go fuck yourself. Well, I've I hope seen you die in an alley, of, you piece of shit. I don't know about you, but at a lot of jobs, I've seen some stuff that tells me about how evil unions are. Right? Would you rather? Would you? Would you want to pay dues when instead you could buy an Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? My energy is definitely the semi truck driver in uh, in this movie. <laughs> I like company really fucked up. <laughs> it's not my problem. Uh, that's uh, Che Yushik, who's also in Parasite, and in um, he's in some I don't know some other Korean movie I like. I don't know. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, I fucking it, his character's great. Um, because you know his boss is just being a piece of shit to him, 
And then he's like, yeah, I have a Class D driver's license, but I don't have workman's comp, so <laughs> fuck you. Mirando is fucked. Fucked? Oh, they weren't fucked. He was wrong. They still weren't fucked at the end of the movie. Yeah, but I mean, for a glorious minute, I'm sure they lost some shareholder value, right? Yeah. Well, I guess they mentioned it at one point. Someone made money shorting them and then quickly lost money as it went right back up. Yeah. Um, Che Ushik is also in um, Train to Busan. That's what else he's in. Yeah, there you go. He's in some big hits, big hits from Korea. Fucking everyone loved Train to Busan. Take the last train to Busan. Let me shut the station. One of the greatest (laughs) zombie movies ever made. You know, so um, is Busan like the Romanized with the B, right? So you'd say Busan, but also. You know, make make a B sound and a P sound. Go boop, 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 It's actually like kind of the same thing. You know, there's a very slight difference. And I noticed uh, Korean native Korean speakers. It's sometimes it's more Busan, sometimes it's more Busan. <laughs> I'm on into more Busan if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I eat nothing but pig meat. I'm on an all pig meat diet. Hell yeah, get the Busan. That's what gets you Put the Busan. Get your poots on me. That's what the conservatives think. If you fucking eat enough meat and don't masturbate, there's just something about guys with semen <laughs> retention. You Gee, really uh, you gotta I don't know. Or whatever I don't know about the masturbation part, but it's eating nothing but pure meat. Pure meat. So disgusting. What are your shits like? Daggers. <laughs> oh, it's like pulling, it's like pulling a scalper from the sun. <laughs> so- there's a newish NLE Chopper song called Slump Me Out. Um, there's a part in it where he's like, put your ass in my face till I get pink eye. And I was like, hell yeah, man. It's not like I feel that. Eye. I feel that. Yeah, from Poop Particles, my friend. Mon frere. Uh-uh, mon frere. I'm pretty sure that's scientifically inaccurate. Oh, uh, yeah. So Paul Dano's the head of the, the uh, Animal Liberation Front. They're kind of played for laughs a little bit, but they eventually get the job done. And he ends up being heroic. Like, all of them end up being heroic. They save Okja. I like that what really saves Okja, though. Is um money. She just has to buy him. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> well not that she just has to buy Ocha, her rather, Ocha's a, a girl. But um after you know, after everything that happened and all the work they put in and like this crazy scenario and shit, blah blah blah. You can't reason with Miranda or either of the twins or anything like that. But at the end of the day, if you just buy them, they're like, oh, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's no no ethical dilemma. They didn't learn any lesson. <laughs> you know, it's just this is it. It's the only way you can communicate with these devils, right? Is he just well, the I mean, money is the only thing they understand. Grandpa did try to, to buy the the uh, the at the beginning of the movie, but her importance was more in the marketing at that point, not in her meat. And so, mm. yeah, it was, was just meat. So that's true. Everything but is if you think about it in terms of capitalism. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't know. I just think that's a great way to, to end the movie. Is just like, yeah, this is uh, it's the only thing they understand. These goddamn devils, these capitalist devils, these pig dogs, and they do rescue a baby, um, super pig. It's in a pretty heartbreaking scene because throughout the whole movie, you've like the 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 sentience of the super pigs is illustrated to be, uh, you know. Pigs themselves are already gonna, very intelligent. I was going to say right off the bat, like I don't know how much more intelligent these animals actually just dis- how much more intelligent than pigs these animals actually display. Yeah, but there's like uh, I don't know. There's like I guess like Holocaust imagery, right? When at the end, 
Well, it's, like, oh. Ma, it's just a fucking slaughterhouse. You've driven past a million slaughterhouses. You see, you see them. Yeah, I guess, but it's just like you know, it feels it's pretty heartbreaking. But uh, you know, in like a lesser film, if this was just like a zany adventure film, they probably oh they would have freed all the super pigs and society would have been fixed, right? But in this movie, she just kind of walks away sadly with the Okja and the baby Okja, and it's like, well, let's go back to the mountains. Let's never go to Seoul again. It doesn't make, really make sense how she gets back to the mountains. I guess the, the corporation pays for a flight back. Maybe the gold pig is worth that much money. Well, the, um, Tilda Swinton, the... Yeah, she says uh, to send them to make sure they get home safely, but it's yeah. it's surprising me that gold pig is worth that much. I guess if the, the, they're selling the actual Oksha, the Oksha, the super pig meat for so cheaply, then she her actual weight in meat at that point is not worth very much. Yeah, so the gold pig is probably worth more. It's interesting. Her grandfather bought that gold pig, though. Where did he get all that money? Oh, he was getting money from Miranda. And he was trying to save four. it, right? And he was trying to pay yeah. for, for Okja, supposedly. Yeah. I don't trust that old man. He was kind of just like, well, you know, sh- shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> But I, like, no, I, no, I kind of that, that, like the entire time he was lying there. He's like, yeah, we, I, yeah, yeah, we bought the pig. We, we, mm-hmm. we're getting it. It's ours. Don't worry about it. They're just coming to take some yeah. final readings. No problem. And he's like, hey, let's go see mom and dad. What yeah. a fucking dick. He Don't does kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty mean, Abuja. Yeah. I, I, seriously, if I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, what's gonna happen is you're gonna run into the forest, and I'm, I'll keep the little pad, and we'll say she fell down a ravine. There's also when uh, he takes her to the um, graves of her parents, she like yells at him and he's like, oh, <laughs> your daughter is raising her voice at me now. There's only like an aspect of Korean culture that like, I don't get it all. You got to be like hella respectful to people older than you, even if they're just like a couple years older than you. Fuck that shit. I'd be like, shut up, grandpa, you piece of shit. <laughs> you son of a bitch. He's a fucking bitch. I mean, he's like, I get that, like, from, to him, he's a farmer, and, like, you know, this is meat. But at the same time, yeah. he, he clearly sees that it's not that way right. for his granddaughter. Because he's having to lie to her about it. So, like, he should mm. at least fucking, you know, you gotta level with her before the fucking corporation comes to take the pick. Yeah, but I guess as a perspective a, of, piece of, of filmmaking, of filmmaking, though, he's, like, a realistic character, though. I'm sure there's plenty of people like that. He just kind of sucks. Some people suck. Sometimes your grandpa sucks. He did raise her, it seems like, so that was nice of him. Yeah. You... <laughs> <laughs> that's the least someone can do for their grandchild. Yeah, that's kind of true. That's kind of like the tacit agreement of family, right? Is you got to kind of like help your family out. I'm... I guess. He, just, he straight up lied to that little girl. And then he's like, well, I got you this gold pig. <laughs> yeah, you're going out. You need time to, be a, time to be a woman now. Go meet a boy. Here's a pig. Yeah. You can't meet any boys up on the mountain with, with giant pigs. Giant pigs. Obviously, you know, obviously, like the whole like calling them super pigs is just to try to get people used to the idea that these creatures are something we're we're used to and not all entirely new. Yeah, like some new um genetically modified monster. That's the one thing I'm not sure I agree with is like the whole uh, the theme of GMO being bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, corporations are bad, and, and their control of GMOs could be bad, but GMOs aren't necessarily bad. 
GMOs is an idea, not too bad. We've been genetically modifying um, plant life for thousands of years. We just did it, um, you know, by breeding certain strains of plants and stuff. That's why corn's so stupid now. That's actually why a lot of our veg- like the vegetables available in the United States basically have no nutritional value, right? It's because it's about yeah, yield bread, instead uh, of... for durability and yield instead of yeah. uh, nutritional value. Yeah, so, so we've been you, doing that. If you talk to old people, they're like, ah, oh, food tasted so much better when I was a kid. Maybe they were right. It probably did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's a form of genetic modification, you know, like dog breeding, too. Um, I, I guess the concern with genetic GMO products to me, and I think I'll, hopefully a lot of people, is, um, yeah, just the corporate dominance of it. Like, every Monsanto produces, like, every seed that's used. You know what I mean? That's a monopoly on produce. Like, Monsanto grows everything, and it's all poison. So it sucks. Monsanto sucks. Mm-hmm. Unless they want to respond to this podcast, in which case we'll change our tune real quick. Uh, yeah, but I guess if Monsanto wants to sponsor us, um, I actually Monsanto might be like that's for me. I'd be like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> like all the, the me undies, me, me undies can sponsor us, maybe. Yeah, we like, need to harvest. You need to get, well, they're probably like they probably own some weird corporation that harvests yeah. uh, some weird fabric from sub-Saharan Africa using slave labor. Yeah, I'll only be sponsored by Tubi. That's it. I only trust Tubi. Tubi's fact, owned by the Vanderbilts. I don't know if I should trust Tubi. <laughs> There's an interesting shot transition where um, we're looking at Ocha's perspective, where she's looking at a graveyard, right? And then it, the scene transitions from the tombstones in the graveyard to the New York skyline. What do you think that means? Uh, I think it means that New York's real cool and everything. And that, Hell yeah. That... That city life is, is doing doing us wonders. Yeah, it rules. Uh, here's a cool IMDb fact. There's a deliberate misla- mistranslation of the English subtitles when K, played by Stephen Yoon, is about to jump out of the truck at the beginning. According to the subtitles, his parting words to Mija are, Mija, try learning English. It opens new doors. What he actually says in Korean is, Mija, my, also my name is uh, Kusun Boom. It's a flagrant mistranslation, but one that would only be apparent to those who can speak both languages. Moreover, the mistranslation is a clever subversion of the supremacy of English. Subtitle is a command to learn English, something every Korean student has heard throughout their life. But to actually understand what Kay is saying, you would have to know Korean. There's an added layer of comedy to the name itself, which has the whiff of an old country of the old country about it. Kusun Boom is sort of like a white man saying his name is Buford Attaway. As Yoon said in an interview, when he says Kusun Boom, it's funny to you if you're Korean because that's a dumb name. There's no way to translate that. That's like the comedy drop off the chasm between cultures. Interesting. Or is it kind the other of, thing? Tedious. If you recall during the uh, Parasite like Oscar campaign and or just award season shit, um, a lot of it was uh, Bong Joon Ho just being like, "Yeah, fucking." You guys are all speaking English, and you only watch movies in English. You fucking got to learn to read. Subtitles are okay. Learn Korean or some shit, you assholes. <laughs> no way. Fuck you. It's too hard. I don't have to. I'm American. Yeah, this is, fucking, this is America, baby. USA. Uh, when the movie premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, the audience began to boo when the Netflix title card was shown in the opening credits. Hell yeah, that's my <laughs> kind of audience. <laughs> boo, boo. Boo Netflix, shit. boo. <laughs> the fruit that uh, Mija feeds Okja is persimmons. 
Mm, persimmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Nye was originally going to play Giancarlo Esposito's role. Oh, I, Bill Bill Nye. I heard Bill Nye the science guy. Bill Nye the science guy. Guy. You're in, uh, you're in one now, Davy Jones. The film's concept of GM-created meat is not as far-fetched as you might think. In Canada, genetically modified salmon is available and has been approved by the FDA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, they're growing meat in labs now. I've, I've read all about it. This is the first Netflix original film from South Korea, not the last. They've had about 15 or 20 of them now. There's another one that just came out the other day. Carter or something like that. It's like one of those fake single-shot action movies, you know? And it's all about President Jimmy Carter and his escape from the White House. His escape from South Korea. His escape from Iran. Tilda Swinton also played her own twin in Hail Caesar. There you go. Oh, yeah, the Coen Brothers. This movie had yeah. a Coen Brothers feel to it. Yeah, it's uh, like the Coen Brothers more z- sort of zany send-ups, maybe. Like Hail Caesar or Raising Arizona. Or uh, Burn After Reading, even, a little bit. Which, yeah. Burn After Reading is... Uh, it was. It's real life now. <laughs> I wondered if you were concerned about the security of your shit. <laughs> I secured all my documents. Fucking man, it's crazy. Spies love documents. Presidents love documents. Everyone's just out here looking at documents, trying to steal documents, show documents to their friends. Everyone's crazy about documents. I mean, days. if you told me that the the Donald Trump would leave the White House and. Th- to try to steal state secrets, I would say, yeah, okay. Uh, several independent theaters in South Korea screened the film to much success, with earnings totaling 2.3 billion won, which is $2.1 million US dollars. It was nominated for the Palme d'Or at a con film festival. Didn't win, though. Bastards. I like Okja. That's obviously the best movie we've watched for this fucking podcast. Absolutely. It's a real movie. Uh, 8 out of 10, maybe a little bit higher. I'd give it a 7 out of 10, I think. It's um, probably close to the bottom of my list of Bong Joon-ho movies. In fact, now that I've seen Okja, I've seen every movie he's made. I don't know why it took me so long to watch Okja. The Netflix but, uh, original. Fuck Netflix. You're just like the audience of cans. That's right. As soon as I saw, must have saw a trailer for it, and it was like, and I was like, fuck this shit. It's no memories of murder, that's for sure. You know what I'm saying? One of the greatest films of all time. You know I, might, I might help with the Alzheimer's so I can forget all my murders. There's a um, Japanese movie that, that kind of has that uh, premise. There's a uh, real life if you talk to uh, people who work in memory care units where Alzheimer's patients frequently admit to murders from years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that well, how they're going to get to the Zodiac eventually? <laughs> I think he's, he's supposedly dead, right? The guy that they thought was the Zodiac, he's a dead guy. Remember, yeah, the guy that they thought was the Zodiac, uh, my favorite thing about it is... Um, and there's Ted Cruz, of course. There was that dude who was neighbors with him. And would like post on f- pictures with him on Facebook and be like, ha, it's my neighbor. He's the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> like even, yeah, I don't know. It was like before there was even like big publicity about it. And it was, to me, it was kind of like, maybe that dude is a Zodiac. <laughs> He's just telling his neighbor about that shit. 
I like to sleep with all my windows and doors locked secure. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, he was an old man. What's he going to do? I yeah. guess Zodiac was a gun guy anyways, right? So, yeah, I don't, doesn't mean I want him in my house in the middle of the fucking night. Yeah. Well, he wasn't always a gun guy. He stabbed the shit out of those people at Berryessa. What, what he a, did. He's a real uh, auteur of, uh, of murders. He, he runs the gamut. Well, serial killers often have to develop their method. And I think he was experimenting. I assume. He's finding the way he his flavor, his recipe. He's they do, basically uh, they always have to figure out what's gonna make him like come. You know what I mean? Like, how, what, what style of murder is gonna make me come in my pants? <laughs> well, this one only made me half hard, so you know that's yeah. not the one. Knives didn't work. I guess I'm moving to guns now. Rope it is. Oh, I'm I'm gonna strangle him. Yeah, Okja, anyways, uh, I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Best movie we've watched so far. It's about as good as Snowpiercer. Not quite up there with, like, Memories of Murder, The Host, Mother, Parasite. Those are the big ones. Check them out. Uh, I don't know where you can watch them at. You can download them. Just torrent them. Fucking who cares? Not me. I don't think... Oh, Juno is not getting any money from you watching that shit on Hulu or whatever anyways, I don't think. So, fuck it. Well, if it's on Hulu, you already got money because it's based on some rights they sold. When before yeah. it even appeared on Hulu, but if you exactly. wanted to stay on Hulu and for him to get more money, you should probably watch it on Hulu. Oh, oh, that I, think that, on I don't know how the, fucking works anymore. You know, like fucking, I don't. I I doubt there he's getting like any residuals or subsidies off of that shit. So just fucking check out Drama Cool and tell him uh, the content sewer sent you. And they'll sponsor us maybe. Now uh, get some of that ad revenue. <laughs> if you want a half star review, I have one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was thinking this week since it's a good movie, let's look at um reviews where they thought they were bad. I also have a really long one star review that if you want me to read, I'll read. But let's let's start with the half star. Okay. <clears throat> a very strange waste of media. Most oh, that's of sh- it? <laughs> no, no, oh. this it was the sentence confused me because the hold on. Very strange waste of media this was wasted on. Most assuredly, oh. there is an underlying purpose for this. The CGI mm, work obvious. was excellent, very realistic, but the story and repeating and the underlying purpose of this waste of effort completely invalidates the entire waste of time. I will keep enjoying eating eggs and bacon, steak, ham, turkey for Thanksgiving, you name it, delicious. Oh, this person's just mad that it's, they're it's like, mad about me. About- it's mad about me. They're like, oh, they, this made me question my consumption habits. One star. I had to think about shit. So they clearly did understand the message. They just weren't able to intellectualize it. It. <laughs> yeah. it just made him feel something. They're like, oh, this kind of... I feel something. I'm angry that I feel something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like when I think about things that, I, that yeah. make me think bad about myself. Uh, this this is a four and a half star review. It just says, friendship ended with Jake Gyllenhaal. Now Okja the super pig is my best friend. Eh, probably already should have been. Cute. You shouldn't be friends with Jake Gyllenhaal in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read the, the half star review because it was posted the day after my birthday. Uh, it's, uh, ooh, it's so long. This is 100% leftist propaganda movie. Yeah. It's set in South Korea where they constantly attack capitalism and make the poor farmers in the countryside out to be happy and content. Not really. Can we have a comparison with North Korea and South Korea? Nope. They make business owners out to be grotesque, stupid, and evil with big, ugly braces and propaganda-like commercials. I mean, that's true. All commercials are propaganda. Yet make the mask-wearing terrorists out to be suave, friendly, attractive, with nice suits and cool nicknames like Silver. 
eye roll emoji. I, can we stop and talk about that for a second? No, yeah. I don't know that any of those guys come off as suave. Uh, friendly for sure. Except for um, Steven Yeun's character, who's a fucking dick. Um, Steven Yeun, I think Steven Yeun comes off more as like a, an oaf. You know what I mean? He lies the goddamn about the little girl. He's, lying, yeah. he's just like the grandpa as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, cringe. The terrorists ram a truck off the road to steal the pig. Though conveniently, the propagandists directing the movie have decided that the driver of the truck will be a pacifist of Jeeves' proportions who seems not to care at all that he was just nearly killed in a high-speed assault by mass thugs, giving the illusion of a victimless crime. I don't... Eh, Alright. We are introduced to a vegan terrorist character who is portrayed as a civilian rights hero, starving himself to save the animals. He is too weak. I don't think he can continue on our mission. He's kind of played as a joke. Uh, the main terrorist is portrayed as the hero of the people, repeating, We will con- only continue our mission if you give us permission. Okay. Talking yeah. to the owner of the ugly pig thing. Wow, dude. That, whoa, fuck you. Akshay's not ugly pig thing. Fuck this dude. I'm pissed. Yeah. I hated Akshay. <laughs> she was too, she was ugly. I literally like the first two paragraphs. I didn't get to this part yet. <laughs> Jesus. Funny, though, they never ask our permission in real life. What does that mean? Oh, because they're terrorists. Okay, got it. It's a, whatever. <laughs> the terrorists repeat several times, don't worry, we'll never hurt animals. But this is a plain lie. Alf and other such propagandists are regularly responsible for killing animals, killing hound dogs, killing chicken, rabbits, etc. That they are trying to let loose. This movie portrays them as careful, considerate, but in real life they are clumsy and reckless. We are showing fictional representations of the meat production industry. Not really. On a fictitious animal which has purposely been made to look as cute. You said it was ugly. (laughs) And magical. As possibly to brainwash young children to become vegans. This is level of propaganda is truly disgusting. I wouldn't be surprised if it was directed by Kim Jong-un himself. <laughs> Hell yeah, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, I mean, he loves making movies. He, he kind of does love hey, making hey, movies. He's kidnapping like, to make a movie. It's about like how cool their planes are and like their, their soldiers breaking chains with their chests. I mean, those videos of the North Korean soldiers do it like... Jumping on glass and like breaking chains and shit, badass. But um, I don't know if you gotta kidnap people to film that shit. Yeah, you, uh, you, you want the angles right. Here's a really good half star review on um, Letterboxd where uh, I like it because it's this person um, just never understood a Bong Juno movie before. Apparently, he says uh, Bong Juno was an absolute astounding director who made a string of consistently great films. Then came Snowpiercer, and seemingly he decided to take a sharp turn towards heavy-handed political allegories. Okchuk goes even further in direction in that direction to the point that there's nothing else to it. It might as well be Pete of the movie. So presumably this guy watched The Host, Mother, Memories of Murder, um, Barking Dogs Never Bite, like all his movies leading up to Snowpiercer, and he was like, these aren't political at all. Or he's just wasn't, talking about wasn't It wasn't until Snowpiercer. <laughs> I just watched the host. The host rules. It's definitely not about um, how capitalism and the ruling class and the state just abandons people to horrible fates or anything. It's just about a monster. <laughs> yeah, duh. Yeah, it's just about a monster. That's okay. It's just monster shit. Don't waste your time. Go work a $7.25 an hour job and make fourteen fifty instead. This is horrible advice. 
Oh, yeah, I'm almost rather watch any movie than do that. I have to admit, I watched this because Jake Hall, Gyllenhaal was in it, and for that reason only. After I realized he was hardly in it, I kept watching because I found the girl sweet, and I love the setting of the film. But wow, was this an awful, awful movie. I get the whole anti-meat industry thing, and I think that's great to shed on, light on, but uh, I hated this movie. I don't even know if it was bad objectively. I can't tell because I hated it so much. Yeah, well, that's actually kind of like a <laughs> well-thought-out like expression of someone's just like personal tastes. It's great. I mean, you know, they can't even really express why they hate it. It's like, I don't like this. It makes me feel icky. Yeah. Yeah, they give, they do give it a half star though. I feel like if that was your take, you'd be like, I don't Two know what to rate this. Yeah, <laughs> give it a middling rating, asshole. If I <laughs> this this is the worst movie of the year for some guy. Giant pigs and giant problems. I need AR fifteen to take all these wild pigs out. Worst film ever. Terrible. Gyllenhaal was beyond cringe. Uh, he's he's right not wrong there. Going, yeah. A I, shitty anti-GMO, anti-Monsanto hit piece film that may have worked if I didn't glorify the fucking ALF and have every Monsanto stand-in character act like oversized mustache twirling douchebags. It's realistic. Monsanto. Yeah, Monsanto. Shame is not an effective tool to shape behavior. This film should have focused on empowering its audience and proposing solutions to the meat industry system. Rather, it oh, went yeah. for the shock factor and even included a disturbing animal rape scene. From a film intended for audience over 15, rated MA for language and smoking, no mention of animal violence or sexual assault. <laughs> I want to see the warning, it's animal in, sexual assault warning. It's in. <laughs> uh, yeah, this two-hour movie fucking should have solved the global industrial farming and uh, cattle industry. No, it is proposed a solution. At least proposed a solution. <laughs> One star, too much for my heart to handle. That kind of means it was maybe an effective film. Shame is not an effective <laughs> tool. It says the right in the first sentence. One star because I hate Paul Dana. <laughs> oh, <fair. laughs> he is. Every time I see his face, I'm like, man, that guy. Stop stop looking at me. I had a bad experience watching this only because I found it in the dark humor section of ne on Netflix. And it's not dark humor. It is irony and satire, which I like if I'm prepared for it. I guess, but like, <laughs> you feel like you'd figure it out pretty quick and switch. <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's just like, I'm so upset. I wasn't prepared for the mood of the film. Oh, God, one star. I'm traumatized from it. I don't know. That's just like, some people really are like soft as, as like baby shit. Huh? <laughs> you got triggered, Kyle. I think broadly the message of this movie was don't abuse animals, but I'm a little lost on how the specifics of that message were being delivered. Jake Gyllenhaal doing a Jim Carrey impersonation the whole movie was fun, though. He got everything wrong in this. Jake Gyllenhaal's performance was terrible, and I think the message was delivered perfectly, right? You walk away from the movie being like, well, it's probably bad what we do to animals, isn't it? They should have got Jim Carrey for that role. I don't want to see Jim Carrey in shit. He's responsible for the anti-vax movement. Oh, I mean, not responsible for it, but a huge help. <laughs> he was big help bringing it to the mainstream, wasn't Him he? Him and uh, Janine McCarthy, or your old friend from Single Out. Yeah, but she's hot, though. <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> she she had she did ads for candies in her underwear. On That's toilet. right. That's how it goes. One of the stupidest movies ever made. How can anyone rate this beyond one star is ridiculous? One, terrible acting. Two, stupid, unrealistic plot. Three, beyond weird. Four, inconsistent. Five, childish and, and naive. 
Trigger, trigger warning, this movie contains animal abuse, sad, crying smiley face. Although the animal is fictional, being still sad if you're sensitive to that type of stuff. The only reason why I, hate, I rate this a half stars is because it is so fucking sad. I cried like I never cried before watching this movie. However, this is the harsh reality of where our food comes from and how animals are treated poorly before death. Right, fair I don't know. Enough. I don't know about the half star, but fair enough. Well, like, it's just like this movie made me feel some type of way, so I don't like it. You know what I mean? There's so many people like that where it's like, yeah. are, there's everything that's being made, movies, TV, blah, blah, people are so desperate for it to be comforting and satisfy some arbitrary list of like achievements that they want. You know what I mean? Just because they don't want to be challenged at all. I know, like, if you're not in the mood to watch something, don't watch it or whatever, but like, not every movie needs to be made to your like personal emotional specifications. And if you constantly keep yourself in a little box emotionally, philosophically, et cetera, et cetera, like you're just as fucking dumb as like far right conservative Christian people who are like unable to accept like any new ideas. You know what I mean? It's our culture is dying because of like shit like this. If we had a culture to begin with, I guess. That's why we got to steal it from the Koreans. I mean, at least they're doing something, you know, <laughs> or they're trying a little bit, but it's kind of like, you know, like when the new bands come out, right? They got like fucking banger, like two or three albums, right? When they're really fucking hungry. <laughs> we're then saying then we're in the freshman of, years of uh, Korean media. We're got the kinda, sophomore yeah, slums coming up. Well, like, if you watch a lot of Korean dramas or you're like uh, familiar with them to the extent that I am a little bit, there is like, a, it is very much, um... The majority of it is very cookie cutter, um, you know, just hitting the points that people expect from it. So, like, there, it's kind of the the industry, the economy of Korea relies on that industry so much that there, um, there is like incentive to just make safe shit to generate income, right? But I don't know. There's like hungry creators in Korea, and like uh, there, there must be like hungry creators in the United States still. Or in the West, but like they get like snapped up working for Netflix and shit. Not me. And, I'm gonna make a Marvel movie. Yeah, and Marvel and shit too. And they don't. It doesn't ever become anything. You know, you make. I don't know. I guess Sean Baker exists. Tangerine's a good movie. <laughs> Go check it out. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I'm glad Okja exists. I'm glad Bong Joon Ho's making movies. Um, people stop being scared of movies. That's really weird. I mean, I don't know uh, that it's any necessarily a new phenomenon. It's like no one ever really likes to be challenged by by anything. You know, yeah, people don't read books that challenge them. People don't watch TV shows that challenge them. Watch movies that yeah. challenge. They don't have conversations that challenge them. It's not like a fucking new phenomenon. Yeah, but if you look at like the the movies that were produced and popular, like in the '60s and '70s and the '80s and even the '90s. It, you know, like fucking I mean, Dog Day a, Afternoon. There was a you more know, there, popular. I don't think that many people have seen Dog Day Afternoon. Well, let's go look at the highest grossing films from the from like 1978. Then it's gonna right. be there's gonna be much more variation than there is anything in like the last 20 years. Yeah, there's been more of a variation, but the highest grossing movies are still gonna be mostly bullshit. Number one is Greece. Number two is National Lampoon's Animal House. Number three is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Number four is Every Which Way But Loose. Uh, number five is Heaven Can Wait. Number six is Jaws two. Number seven Saturday Night Fever. Number eight Soup or Star Wars. Number nine is Superman. Number 10 is the Lord of the Rings, the Bakshi version. I believe. Damn, that's crazy. I didn't think that made any money. Yeah, no, those movies made money. It's surprising they didn't actually get to do the Return of the King. Oh, 79 is better, though. 
Superman, Amityville Horror, Rocky Two, Star Trek, Alien, Apocalypse Now. 10, I just mean like that, Moonraker, the, Escape from Alcatraz. But the top ten has always kind of been bullshit since the idea of blockbusters in like the mid seventies came about. Nineteen eighty number four is Kramer versus Kramer, <laughs> a movie about divorce. Coal miner's daughter's on there. I, my point is, uh, there's just a wider variety of uh, concepts, and uh, uh, there's just a wider variety of things getting made, and people were just like, yeah, let's go to the movies and watch whatever, you know? Yeah, well, part, there's a couple of things at play here, right? Well, part of the problem is just the economy of movies now. Everybody yeah. has to make the smash hit. Two, um, you don't have, like, a bunch of a couple people or one guy making decisions on what movies are being made. It's like a boardroom looking at an algorithm, looking at um, polling numbers and like the most recent, you know, box office numbers for the last 10 years and trying to figure out what's going to be the next big thing. That's, you know, that's my read on how movies are made these days. It's just like, yeah, it's bad. But I mean, like even, even going back, like the movies that you think of was like, Oh, these were great movies. They were few and far between. They weren't even then they were kind of gems. I don't know, 1985, Back to the Future, Beverly Hills Cop, Rocky IV, Rambo, Rambo First Witness, <laughs> The Goonies, Police Academy 2. <laughs> Police Academy 2, hell for sure. Oh, classic. The Breakfast Club, Pale Rider, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, hell yeah. Ooh, uh, Bruce, I do like Bruce's Millions, number 16. Amadeus. Man, Amadeus didn't make very much money. Amadeus, Amadeus. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, just a larger point. Uh, Western culture is dying. We're at a dead end. Everything's terrible. Fucking Kid Rock seeing the nuclear codes. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Go down to Florida, launch some codes. And not just the nuclear right. codes. He's seeing like uh, where spies are hidden. Um, he knows who killed JFK. He knows stuff I want to know. Stuff the kid rock does? Oh, for sure, right? If you you think if uh, there's some secret about who really killed JFK, you don't think Trump uh, got that information? I just you don't think he would just share it with everyone, like the whole world? No, I think he'd be one of those weird dudes. Like, hey, look, come on, look in my back room. Look what I got. Take a look. Yeah, come take a look. Come take a look. Oh man, you I like those know kids that. on the in the street when you're a kid. Like, hey, come on, guess what I got? I want to know though. I want to know what Trump knows. I want to know about JFK and the aliens and shit. Yeah, well, you figured it out. It was the aliens that killed JFK with shit. They did it with Okja's shit. Okja, 7 out of 10, the best movie we watched so far. We finally found a gem in the shit, the shit sewer from Netflix. Will we be able to find another one? Tune in next week to find out. What are we watching next week? It's your turn to choose. Oh, shit. We should watch that shitty Purple Hearts movie I've been making fun of. What is Purple Hearts? Uh, you haven't heard about it? I'm just gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you the. Uh, the synopsis. The blurb. It's so fucking stupid. An aspiring musician agrees to a marriage of a convenience with a soon-to-deploy marine, but a tragedy soon turns the relationship all too real. Uh, a it's like a liberal leftist musician marries a marine for insurance. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be terrible. Oh, Sophia Carson defends her film Purple Hearts amid viewer criticism over problematic themes. Oh, so it's getting there's a little discourse around it, huh? Oh yeah, baby. You ready for a <laughs> spicy one? Yeah, I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research into the to the old discourse. I gotta come with some hot takes. 
I don't know how I... He, she, she was right to change herself for the Marine. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. It's a hot take. It's good that these, these people get deployed overseas, because then I get to have sex with their wives. Thank you for your service, military men. <laughs> I'll fuck your wives while you're gone. <laughs> Got him. <clears throat> All right, we're watching Purple Hearts next week. I'll develop some very spicy takes about the U.S. military. Um, you know what it's going to be. They they kill kids. Nothing new. But it should be fun. Uh, until then, to tide yourself over for more spicy hot takes, VHSKVLT.com. we got some other podcasts on there. we got a Patreon you can donate to. Uh, if you donate, if you get to like a million dollars, I'll enlist. I think you're too old. So, oh well, <laughs> get to let's see what happens. Chat. I, I don't. I'm pretty sure it's 35, but I have to look it up. I don't know. Just donate to the Patreon. We'll see what happens. Right, well, you know, maybe fucking I might. You know, I'll in listen the to the Navy. They always get your man in the Navy. In the Navy. Come on, hold um, my hand. The end. Um. Yeah, that's it. Goodbye.